kind of music you like. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. Ask me if I give a shit. <laughs> again that time to uh, record an episode of the silver motion podcast or listen to an episode in your case <laughs> uh, my name is will and i'm here with steven yep and today we're going to be talking about a uh, very classy little movie from 1988 directed by frank hennen Launer. uh brain damage yeah, for for some reason I keep wanting to think it's brain damaged, like past tense. Oh, I don't yeah. know why. No, it just for some reason I want it to be past tense. Maybe you feel brain damaged <laughs> after watching the movie. <laughs> you feel like it has affected you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So where should we start? I don't know. Um, Frank Cannon Lauder. You probably haven't seen anything of his no, before I'm sure this is the first one i've seen um have you heard of him at all no i don't know much about the he, guy he's uh not not a mainstream not a household name <laughs> no no i guess not i watched a little bit of a the interview with him on the bonus features oh, okay i watched like a couple minutes of it and then i like checked the time it was like 20 minutes i ain't got that kind of time yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well this is his second movie uh, his first movie is a movie called Basket Case from the early 80s. Um, it's very similar to this movie, actually. Uh, mm. I was surprised. There's a lot of things that are very similar to, to the, the Basket Case. but uh, and, and even the Basket Case uh, guy and the basket himself make a little cameo in this movie. Oh, okay. Those are the, the guy <laughs> with the locked basket on the yeah. subway. He, he seemed a little out of place. Yeah. And like, like I thought something was going to happen <laughs> with that guy. And then he just leaves. Then yeah. he just leaves. I was like, oh, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, the, that's the actor that is the star of the Basket Case movies, and uh, that is his basket. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he he made Basket Case, and that was a, that's a super low budget movie, like th- like Brain Damage, relatively low budget yeah. in terms of yeah they did other movies, that but in what I did watch a little interview, 
they said something like basket age, I don't know, 35,000. That's, yeah, that sounds about right. And then brain damage was like 10 times that, like 400,000 or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> it, it, and and it's a number of years later, too, because basket case is like 82, hmm. and this is 88, so um, production standards, and I don't know. I guess the money would be the the biggest thing, because there's, you know, regular yeah. productions in 82. But uh, his second movie, I thought it was going to be a later movie, because it looks nice, like it, it, it uh there's a quality to the filmmaking right, right. that uh, suggests that he had made some movies in between because Basket Case is a pretty like amateur. It mm. feels it feels real rough. And I like it, but it's a rough movie. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like, you know, it just, I don't know. They just yeah. went in an apartment building and made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Backyard Gamera. You yeah. Know? It's just... Yeah. <laughs> Let's do some shit. But this movie, Brain Damage, is like almost, a, you know, like a fully pro- a professional production. And there's all kinds yeah, of stuff it, going it, on. It definitely felt like an actual film, not like just some amateur thing. Yeah. So uh, so I was surprised uh, yeah. to learn that uh, it was just a second movie. Yeah. Um, um, say it's a number of years later. So maybe he was getting some practice in with some things that yeah. he just didn't. Perhaps films or perhaps I don't know. I know I read something in the book that he was trying to get another movie made in that time called Insect City, <laughs> and he never got it made. And then somehow or another, he got uh, some deal to do uh, this movie. Um, so then he kind of put it together. But uh, anyway, he's he's a very popular director within the horror cult. Um, not like mainstream horror fans, but the the yeah, fucking deep yeah. the the deep lovers of the horror. Because <laughs> this doesn't feel like horror to me. Yeah, like I mean, I I it does well, it's kinda, horror comedy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very I mean, funny. But at the same time, it doesn't really feel like a comedy to me either. It's like, well, it's it's a mix. It's yeah, both. it's. it's I mean, I can see where, why you'd put horror comedy as the, yeah. the label Well, if it's on not it, a horror comedy, then what is it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it's like there's nothing else it really could be other right. than just an experimental film, but it's not really that experimental. So, No. I know. I wouldn't. Have you seen Eraserhead? No. Eraserhead can be called a horror movie. <laughs> And arguably, there's some comedy to it, but um, primarily, it feels more experimental and like abstract than anything else. There's like a story running through it, but like I would be interested to see what you thought of Eraserhead. Yeah, that's one I've wanted to see. It's uh, I have a hard time saying it's good, but <laughs> I I kind of like like it a lot. I like I don't ex- I don't really enjoy watching it. But, but it's, after it's over, I kind of like, like it's a movie that has stuck with me mm-hmm. constantly since I watched it. Like whenever a few years ago, the last time I watched it was just like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just something that's in your brain forever. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's cool like, in that way. Yeah. And it's, it's something that I feel like I should see. Yeah. And I don't have like a compelling desire to, but it seems like. One of those things that yeah, you'd probably yeah. like it. 
I think. Yeah. Um, if not, I think I can appreciate it. If nothing, if yeah, not enjoy it. Maybe there's some cool <clears> stuff <throat> to it. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting movie. Have you seen other David Lynch movies? Um, I think the only one I saw was Blue Velvet. Oh, okay. And That's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. <laughs> it was actually not as weird as I was expecting it to be. Yeah. It was. It had a bit more of a straightforward narrative to it than I yeah. was thinking it would. But. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it does. I haven't seen it since I was like a teenager, so I don't really mm-hmm. remember too much about it. But yeah, it's... I don't know, it might have been like a decade ago for me or something. It's been yeah. a while, so I'm, I'm not remembering it too well. But Yeah. Well, things for another day. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, Frank Henenlotter, known for these kind of really strange, weird horror comedies. Um, and... Uh, so how did how did you enjoy your or not enjoy your <laughs> your first experience with this weird no, that, filmmaker? I thought it was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's good. Then uh, perhaps we should dive a little deeper with yeah, Frank a yeah, little I'm, bit later. I would be down for that. That's, uh, he didn't make a lot of movies. He made three Basket Case movies: Brain Damage, Frankenhooker. And maybe one or two others that I can't remember. Hmm. But uh, one of these guys that's only popular with a small group of people. And with those people, like, they fucking love him. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, everybody else, like, eh, you know, it's too weird or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not too weird. Yeah. No, it could be weirder, I think. But it it goes out there pretty (laughs) pretty far. It it goes out there enough that uh, that I enjoy it and... I, I was very glad to experience it. Yeah. Now, I don't remember if I said anything about this being a comedy before watching it, before giving it to you or whatever. Because you just saw it. It caught your eye. Yeah. I was looking at your shelf and went, hey, that looks interesting. What the heck is this? Yeah. And so then we watched it. I don't remember if I said that he usually is like mixing this kind of dark comedy. I and think stuff. you kind of mentioned that. Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, and if nothing else, just from that box art, I would have expected it. But. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that, yeah. That w- it has got some comic elements in that, that art. Mm-hmm. But I just imagine when I was watching it and where they, they play it pretty straight at the beginning yeah. where, uh, the guy is the always oh, they're gonna feed the brains to the thing and oh it's gone where'd it go and then we slowly sort of oh we, we yeah, i love that stuff yeah <laughs> let's just bust into that woman's apartment <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, like we, we need to look at your bathtub like right what? right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all funny is that before yeah i guess that is before well it was yeah. right in the beginning. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the, uh, the all the stuff with with the kid, the main kid, whatever his name was, um, Brian. Brian. Okay, there Which we go. Which is an anagram of brain. Oh, Lily. Just swap the A and the there I. There you go. There it's, you it's go. It's brain and Brian. Yeah. I I noticed that and went, whoa. I I think that was deliberate. I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. So yeah, so he he's feeling sick. Wakes up eventually. He's got blood all over the place, all over his bed, all over his back of his neck. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. 
uh, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> then the, then this little uh, creature know, like, pops up and uh, says hi. <laughs> yeah, it was called a worm in some of the extra feature stuff. So yeah, okay. I was poking through it. Some somehow I think I found an Easter egg because I think I pushed an arrow key in it on the remote and it just suddenly took me to this weird video of like this little puppet of it oh, on yeah? the street with like just with a little like panhandler thing like it just oh wow <laughs> like had a little sign like this is my puppet show like please donate <laughs> and he's just sitting there dancing on the street with like this whole music stuff oh. going on i was like what the fuck is this oh wow <laughs> huh so uh, that might have been an easter egg or something because i yeah. was just pressing the arrow key i could have hit a wrong button or something i don't know but huh. i was just like navigating looking at all the special <laughs> features and all of a sudden it just all starts sudden playing it just popped I was up. like what weird hmm. you stumbled into the fifth dimension yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know what were the uh this this worm creature um elmer yeah or I, I, elmer i i loved its name yeah like, even before like because, like, at some point, Brian is all like, what, you named it Elmer? <laughs> and he's just all like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Right. Like, even before that, because I think when they're looking for it in their apartment, just tearing their apartment yeah. apart, they're all like, no, Elmer. Yeah, <laughs> I think they are, yeah. And so I, I was kind of like, what, Elmer? And, like, I had pretty much the same reaction he did. Like, yeah. what, Elmer? <laughs> <laughs> I love that when they're looking through their fucking apartment. Because there's that one shot of the la- the old lady, she's like, up on like a step stool or something and she's in the cabinet and she's just pulling out like a non-stop stream of <laughs> pots and pans and glasses yeah. and it like never ends it's, it's like there's there can't be that much stuff in there so <laughs> just had me rolling yeah and they, like all the bookshelves and so yeah. they're just tearing apart everything and just tipping over furniture and yeah it's nuts like, where is this thing i I loved that scene where they're just, <laughs> I don't know, they're just wailing for this god. Because at that point, you don't even know what it is. Or you don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's just you just know that it eats brains. And yeah, it eats brains. You don't know if it's a person, if it's a, a baby. You don't know what the hell it is. You right. know that it's small enough to fit in these weird places right. where they're looking, and that's it. And then it lives in a bathtub, but there's no residue or anything. It just is a plain water in the tub there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you yeah, don't really know it, anything. I, I love the little parsley that she puts on. Yes, yes. going to give us some presentation, you know. <laughs> you know what? I, I love that old couple. I, I, they were just so they, much fun. They were nice. <laughs> you know, they seemed so so wholesome and nice. And so it was sad to see them sort of disintegrate as the movie went on. <laughs> and yet kind of fun at the same well point. yeah they I were mean, always a welcome presence yes <laughs> yes well of co- yeah no i mean I, i'm sad to see them get worse but at the same time as a fan of these movies like this i greatly appreciate <laughs> when they get, get all fucked up and stuff yeah so yeah um well i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah i, I think the movie has an excellent balance of presenting you with mysteries yeah and then kind of gradually filling them in which it does it does a good job of that 
which I've perhaps mentioned before that that's how I see a, a storytelling is yeah. like you storytelling is to answer the audience's questions. So if you run out of questions, the audience is bored and they don't okay and they leave yeah, but if you sense. don't answer the questions then you just have a mess and yeah. this is kind of a, a good balance of giving right the answers at a right at a, and mysteries at the right pacing to keep it going right i wouldn't say that it answers every question no and but that uh, like i don't know that it really needs to no well cuz the way you you phrased it it seemed like you were saying that all questions should be answered, but like actually, kind of a good not necessarily the opposite of that, but kind of the yeah. that if you have answered all of the questions, your story is over. Right, like it's the end. You've answered everything. There's no reason to go farther. So, but even at <laughs> the end, I don't think everything should be answered. Yeah, and that works too. Because right, you, as gotta, long as it's interesting enough to where like. Right. It leaves the audience thinking about things yeah. or I, whatever. I think that something should be answered. Yeah. But having a little mystery at the end, it doesn't hurt anything. Right. The way that having all of the questions answered before the end hurts things. Well, that definitely yeah. does. That for sure does. I just, I'm a big fan of the ambiguous ending. <laughs> if it's done right, like, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to be able to think of anything, but like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say Inception because it's modern or whatever, but the way that that movie ends with the top. Have you seen Inception? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't answer anything. It gives you enough to sort of like argue with people about it. And yeah, I think it, it's it, a perfect ending. That one I kind of didn't really like the ending too much because it, it seemed a little cliche to have that ending that Inception to have the, oh, was it a dream or no? Yeah, like oh, come on, don't give me that. But, <laughs> but I, I get what you're like the point of, like you can have something ambiguous. But you would prefer if if he said definitively, like this is the end of the story, this um, is not a dream, or this. I don't is think a he dream, needed to or... say one way or the other, but like deliberately bringing it up and just emphasizing it, I think was what I didn't really care for in the ending of Inception, where it was like, here's the top, it's spinning, oh, it's wobbling, is it gonna fall? Is it gonna fall? Yeah, I don't know, I could do it. Like, yeah. I think he should have just got up and walked out the door without showing the top at all. But then, does anybody ask the question if it's a dream or not? Without, I think with a movie like Inception, it's just that's always there. You don't even need to say it. You know, the whole thing is about going in and out of dreams. This there is will true. Always be that question, regardless. Yeah. So I kind of felt I kind of just kind of feel like it was applying a sledgehammer to something yeah. that you, when you just needed a little yeah. tapping hammer. But there is a a school of of thought of uh, there is a group of people, the people that are not uh, super Christopher Christopher Nolan fans that feel that he is a very sledgehammery kind of director <laughs> that does stuff like that. Um, I don't necessarily agree. I don't think he's like great. When I was younger i thought like wow this guy is amazing and i really enjoyed the fact that he was making like thoughtful science fiction movies where most uh, people were just making action movies with future technology right. um but uh 
And yeah, yeah, I totally and and to make it clear, that's probably probably the only thing in Inception I didn't care for. Yeah, was okay. that Just that one shot of the top right. at the end that was just like, too much, "Hey," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just more like a. Yeah. Now you're just, you know, just kind of being a little. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen it since that. the theater, so I can't. Like, I don't know for sure, but I would say that. I think less people would be talking about it after it was over if they didn't have that. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel not that it's necessary, but it's necessary for a lot of people Mm -hmm. to have that last sort of question thrown up in the air before the credits roll. Perhaps for the standard viewer who... Right. Because, like... Essentially, he's one of the most mainstream directors around at this point and at that point. Right. Like, he was the top of the game at that time in terms of populist filmmakers. Right. I mean, and, you know, comparing that to other, you know, modern films or, yeah. or the Oscar bait kind of things that we're trying to be. Right. Like, the Inception is just, like, heads and tails above the, the other stuff around right. it. So I'm not trying to be, like... <laughs> No, I understand. I'm not what trying you're to downplay saying. that movie. It is a good movie. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Just that one little moment, I was just like, eh, it didn't really need to be. <laughs> you could have been a little subtler with it. Yeah, there. well, I agree with you on that, but I I like it. Yeah, but uh, the, the not to jump to the ending of this brain damage, but uh, it's I w- I wouldn't say that it's ambiguous, but it's it definitely. <laughs> goes off the rails in a way right. that doesn't necessarily make sense but right. um it's like kind of exactly how it should be i think it's perfect you know it's like delightfully oh, it, weird and it's it's one of those endings that makes me go, oh they could have like kept going from here and, yeah and god knows what would have happened good and yeah i i i kind of almost saw it as like the uh reproductive system for elmer or okay elmer or whatever the, yeah, yeah whatever his species may be right like because you have that lump coming out of his head i thought it was gonna like pop out and be another elmer I, that's what i thought too yeah and so it did was, seem like it was like sort of slowly kind of gonna yeah. do that so well and and you could argue that maybe something did come out <laughs> Maybe. Because uh, <laughs> clearly there's uh, enough of a hole there at the end where something could have come out. Right, right. So may- maybe there there was another one running around. It's possible. Um, it was not... It was not by choice that, that Aylmer got into that situation, though. So right. it would be just a happy coincidence that it was also like the right conditions for reproduction. Yeah. I I was just kind of thinking that, you know, enough of the brain juice will just cause a new one to grow. Yeah. And then when the guy grabbed it and just squeezed it, it just squirted so much into it. Right. But I was also thinking like, well, if that's all it takes is to just grab Elmer and squeeze him. Like that's got to have happened before. Like this, this can't have been that unique a situation. I mean, even in the earlier parts of the film, you got the people like trying to pull it off their heads, and right. So if if that's all it was gonna take to get rid of Elmer, I don't, 
I think yeah. that would have happened before. So I think right. there was some other situations going on in there. Some other variables that had to had to align. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Elmer's I mean, we can beat around the bush, but he's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he is awesome. Like and that's a big reason why this movie is so cool is because of him and the choices that they made for him to have that voice. The, the voice that he does. was fucking awesome. <laughs> like I, as soon as he started talking, I was just like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> yeah. Like I can yeah. totally get behind this character. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, in the the booklet <clears throat> I happened upon a part where they said that the guy who did his voice was a, a horror host on TV mm. where uh, where Frank Henenlotter, like had watched it. I don't know if he was a kid or if he was a, a teenager or whatever, right. but he had watched this guy on TV hosting horror movies and somehow or another, like they didn't know each other, but he got hooked up with him by like a agent or something. I don't know. I didn't read the whole thing. Anyway, they got hooked up and he was like, oh, shit, I can get that guy. Like, fuck, yeah, I want that guy. <laughs> and then when they when he came in to, to read for the part, he's like, OK, I don't want you to do a character or anything. I want you to do your voice, like just be yourself like you were on the horror host show. And so then he just started saying the fucking lines and it's like, it's perfect. We don't have to do, you know, you don't have to, <laughs> no direction, nothing. Just record all the lines because you're fucking perfect. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, he, he was. He I, was, yeah. I loved that voice. Yeah, like, he was great. I just, I loved his his lines, his dialogue. Just like, yeah. He was just a great character. <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. He's a cool, um, cool voice, but also a cool uh, design. The uh, the actual yeah design uh, of him is really cool. And the little puppet of him, and the, the, yeah, and it like opens its mouth and it's like all full right. of <laughs> wiggly teeth. All that shit's going yeah. out. Yeah, there's a couple moments where he's even stop motion. Yeah, they get, they had some little stop motion stuff yeah. of him. A little, I don't even know what it like they've got like an animatronic thing I would guess we would call it because it was definitely yeah kind of like had when, its own when he's in the sink movement. and stuff yeah 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 definitely they have to do some kind of animatronic or something because I mean I don't I don't know how else they would do it in the sink like that that was kind of a cool thing I mean I guess you could cut out the bottom of the sink or something yeah but but, but it's one of those sinks that like it's just a sink bowl. And there's no cabinet underneath it. And yeah. they're just in the apartment. So you can like see everything. Right. And so it's one of those like cool movie magic things where you're like, yeah. oh shit, like how did they yeah. do this? And when it's like attached to somebody's head or somebody just picks yeah. it up, it's still like wiggling around. So there's some right. animatronic in that too. Yeah. Some kind of <laughs> I love that shit where when it kills the that guy in the bathroom like, <laughs> and, and like, it like lodges in his head and he's just like, like going shit, yeah. and that thing is just fucking flopping around it looks so cool he's like pulling on it that's so cool uh, i i liked the security guard at the uh the, yeah the car <laughs> impound or whatever it was where yeah the junkyard or yeah whatever. and he's, he's just I, I love i was like oh he's gonna get the security guard and, da, da, da. and then and then he stands up and he's like got it gets his hat got to, gets the jacket on it's like everything like i'm gonna go st like this place is getting robbed i'm gonna be dressed up to stop it like i'm gonna be in dress uniform to arrest this guy <laughs> it's probably cold outside it's new york <laughs> get your jacket on 
and he was his little moment of existence was, yeah. was entertaining. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just all sorts of fun crap. Yeah, I mean it's constantly populated with all kinds of very interesting little characters no matter how like small they are or whatever. It's just right. uh even beyond the basket case guy on the on the subway, like the other random people on the yeah, subway they themselves they don't really do anything other than just sit there but <laughs> they're all kind of interesting and just weird characters that you right you know, like what the fuck is with this guy <laughs> yeah I thought, I thought more stuff was gonna go on with them yeah just because they were so interesting they looked like people who would have right something to do and yeah i wondered when i was watching it if those would be moments where you would get kind of like ugh come on <laughs> let's move it along and so if there was any moment where i felt that it would have been um with the hooker when yeah it was building up to yeah the weird uh brain eating of yeah <laughs> the fucking the uh the, the sexual yeah it was kind of like brain eating that, that was kind of the only moment where i was like all right i, I just i know where you just come on <laughs> man really i didn't see any of that coming honestly i was I, like, I don't i don't i didn't see where exactly okay, okay. it was going but i, I was, was just like okay there's going to be some weird like sex scene and she's gonna get killed and right like, well i knew that was coming but like, can, can we skip the foreplay this is just right. kind of sitting around yeah weird but Mostly once they had already like left the building or something, and yeah. It was just like kind of building it. Like when they were actually dancing around, it was just tons of fun because he was just totally high and acting, just freaking out. And, right, right. <laughs> and that stuff was just hilarious. And yeah, yeah. Yet another '80s movie with a uh, live band scene. Right. I, I love an '80s movie with the live band scene, and like 90% of them <laughs> seem to have it. <laughs> Especially <laughs> horror movies, for some reason, so many horror movies have have some kind of live music scene, and I always enjoy it. Here's another one. Yeah, uh, I enjoy this one as well. Yeah, that was. I remember was the song awesome. being funny, but I can't fucking remember what the lyrics were at this point now. Yeah, but was, I remember thinking like, oh fuck, I should try to remember that. I, I kept trying to like figure out the lyrics. I think I was like kind of failing to like. I think I was paying too. I was like trying to pay attention to the movie and the lyrics. So I'm oh, like, okay, I was just yeah. kind of like, uh, 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 God goddamn it! <laughs> like I just, at some point, like halfway through it, I suddenly wait. He's singing. I, I, these these lyrics are probably important. I should pay attention to them. But it was like already halfway through, oh, and okay. I wasn't really sure what was going. I don't know that they're important, but it just it's, there was something funny about yeah. them that struck me as yeah, maybe funny. not important, but like something that i, I yeah kind of felt a, like I another should, layer yeah some other layer to pay attention to and well for the next time yeah <laughs> there's always next time yeah but yeah it was a awesome song too yeah yeah a little yeah, the 80s you yeah. know i mean it's hard to go wrong with the 80s it, it, it is really hard is. to go wrong with the 80s it is. i mean i know we grew up in the 80s so it's kind of like there's, hitting the sweet spots you yeah know? but uh I don't know. I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think it's just nostalgia. I think it's just, yeah, it was just I mean, awesome in the 80s. I, I never watched this movie before. I've never <laughs> seen any of this guy's movies before. Right. This was totally new to me. And right, yeah. I mean, it's awesome. What, yeah. what, what's wrong with this movie? Yeah. Nothing. I don't, really. No, I don't think anything is wrong with this movie. Um, 
you are seeing it at the the sort of height of its you know it's look, never looked as good as this <laughs> sort of <laughs> moment because um, it was released I don't know probably last year by mm, Arrow okay. Video yeah. so good old good Arrow remastering Video. and stuff yeah it's been it was originally in the the theaters it was released edited that uh, mm. the prostitute scene was edited uh, quite a bit because it is. <laughs> Fairly graphic. It, it is fairly graphic. Fairly graphic. It's very sleazy, sort of uh, pornographic. You yeah, know, the, 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 the line between porno and, and violence sort of blurs despite together. Despite not having any nudity at all. Right, right. No, But it, it was surprisingly uh, hardcore. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I, oh my God. I didn't quite expect it to be... No, that's why when I was, you were like, oh, well, I, I mean, saw it all coming, and I'm like, I, 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 did, not, I did not see the blowjob coming. <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, tell me you saw that coming. So, but yeah, so anyway, but, that was uh, edited quite a bit, I guess, in the in the original mm-hmm. release, and the the later in the movie, the where he's pulling stuff out of his ears. Mm. That was probably the best fucking moment of the movie. I don't know. I I fucking thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, that but was, uh, that was awesome. Apparently, they cut that down considerably uh, as well. And uh, I don't think they cut maybe a little bit here or there on other stuff. But that those were the two big two big things, edits. Yeah. But uh, it had been released uncut before on DVD, but uh, never on Blu-ray until until Arrow did a remastering of it. And so it looks very nice, very colorful yeah. movie. And, yeah, it's, uh, especially uh, when you when you see from his perspective while he's high. Oh yeah, his, yeah, you gotta love the, that. The colors just coming out of the cars. And <laughs> yeah, you gotta see all the colors, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and it's the '80s, so it's like neon colors. Yeah, and, you it's know, some it's, good colors going on. Yeah, there. he sees the one with the cracked windshield, and it's just like, oh Whoa. yeah, that's fucking awesome, <laughs> right? And that's right at the beginning when he's first starting to yeah. trip. So it's just like, it's, he's just really getting yeah, into it. Yeah, it's right it where you don't really know where anything is going. And right, just like, right. whoa, what is, what is happening now? And yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of, it, I would be interested to see what you thought of Basket Case. Because the, the relationship between Elmer and Brian in this is similar to the relationship between... I can't remember the guy's name. Dwayne, I think is his name. Um, and the... Basket? The basket. <laughs> without, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm sure there's something in the basket. Maybe there's not something in the well, basket. I don't know. We'll, there might be something in the basket. <laughs> there might not be. But anyway, the ba- he has a relationship with this basket and what may or may not be in the basket. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's an interesting sort of juxtaposition uh, when I was watching this movie, it was like, oh, wow, look what he did with this sort of uh, this relationship. It's kind of like completely different than what he did in the first movie. And uh, it was very in- I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, no, I, I would like to see Basket Case. Yeah, yeah it, it's super low budget. So I think it would be I mean, it, definitely going down from this. I mean, it would be yeah. rough, but I mean, uh Knowing what I'm getting into, yeah, it's a fun movie though. It's 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 got some uh, it's got some charm, <laughs> <laughs> and the the sequel was made right after, like a couple of years after Brain Damage, and that one's really cool too. Um, like 
all kinds of crazy weird monsters and shit like it goes it goes fucking wild like it's way different than the first movie it's it's its own thing it's really cool um he's he's a very unique sort of a visionary sort of director with these weird ideas and he's from new york so there's always kind of a new york vibe like grittiness to it yeah those uh the apartment buildings were pretty... Yeah, those <laughs> gnarly apartments. Yeah, just... Uh, <laughs> like when he goes to that flop house sort of place later and there's like that, right. that fucking junkies, like the biker guy or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that was so... <laughs> when he, just when he walked in the building and he's just talking about like, oh, the world's going to blow up and what? Like, and he's just <laughs> ranting. Yeah, I love that dude. guy. That guy was awesome. Yeah, I thought they were going to go after that guy, but then... No. Yeah, that, yeah, the bait and switch. Thing. Yeah, but but again, it's a, a good example of that sort of that character. Just in that one scene, he just all he does is walk in the apartment building, says a few lines, and then goes into his apartment. But he's like fucking awesome, <laughs> you know. You remember that guy, and yeah, yeah he's just uh, you know, it, it creates a world. It's a living world, you know. Yeah, it's uh. It's impressive. I like this guy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff in here. Yeah, I mean, it was it was always going someplace new and doing something different. And it really is. It it is. It's always progressing and sort of. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't because there's like a right at the beginning when you learn like okay, Elmer has this sort of uh, psychoactive brain juice. And he needs to eat brains, and so they develop a relationship with Brian. Like, okay, I'll give you the juice, you get me the brains, sort of thing. Right. With a lesser filmmaker, or you know, a less <laughs> sort of uh, interesting person, could have just gone straight slasher with that, where you're right. just following. I, like, I was expecting there to be a lot more of the hunting and yeah hunting people down and trying to just have weird bizarrely gruesome death scenes <laughs> with but it's not really like that no not really at all i mean there are multiple death scenes but uh, it's it's more about this guy's obsession and yeah his, and his, his like, attempts to deal with it right to, his addiction really yeah. i mean t- it, it's I don't know that there's really much, there's a message about addiction other than like, it's fucking hard to kick an addiction, but like, right. um, it is, it, it does like, it does pretty active. I don't know if you've dealt with any kind of addiction, but like yeah. it kind of, it is this sort of constant sort of circular thinking where you you know that you need to stop but yet you can't fucking stop right and that's kind of how this movie is just constantly like constantly yeah. rolling forward in that circle of logic and it's uh i, I yeah really i, I love that. at the end how he's just like i i don't want to do this but like i'm going to like i, I right. know i'm going like just I'm going to have to like go somewhere else and, yeah. and not hurt the people I like, I love, but it's like, I've got to freaking get out of here. But yeah. Like he has these moments of clarity where like he's talking to his roommate and, and his girlfriend and he's just like, you got to leave. Cause I'm going <laughs> to, some shit's going to go down, you know? Yeah. Like, 
I'm okay at the moment, but it ain't gonna always be like this. Right. So yeah, it's it's uh you know, <laughs> you could have a straight addiction movie, and it might be great. There's lots of them, but why not have one with the fucking <laughs> little slug monster <laughs> with some brain juice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Deliver your message with some fun. Right. <laughs> Have some interesting, silly antics going on. Yeah. Yeah. I like how it, it tied back to the old couple where it's uh, when he's in the apartment and he's yeah. just like foaming at the mouth. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and it's like, oh, the, the old couple is doing And you kind of. Yeah. Because when you first see those old people foaming, I thought they were dying or something. Yeah, because you don't really know what's going on at that yeah. point. And you're just like, whoa, what's going on? And you don't really even know what they what they have Elmer for. What no, you don't know like, shit at that point. You just see them start foaming because they can't find him. And I thought they were fucking dead. Then they didn't show up for a while. And I thought, like, well, maybe they, like, took fucking cyanide or some shit yeah, to, like, because, like, just, they, they, they bioengineered this guy. It living anymore. <laughs> well, I was, because, like, it could be that. But I was thinking more, like, they they created this thing that they knew was dangerous and they were, like, keeping it. I went, like, kind of conspiracy level with it, uh, you know. But uh, But all of that was, you know. Yeah, I mean, because you, you don't know why he's so important to their right, life. Right, You just, you know, they're wailing and throwing, like, he's clearly more important than anything <laughs> they, else they yeah, own. They are going apeshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking I just, hilarious. I, I love the scene where she's just, the woman is just sitting, like, in the kitchen with just all this broken shit just piled <laughs> yeah. everywhere around her, and the cupboards are open, and she's just wailing and just pounding on the doors. I was laughing so much at that. <laughs> I was like, damn, what is this thing? What is this Elmer that's so well? What on earth is going on? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it does a great job of, of building him up. Yeah. And he, he does not he disappoint. Yeah. He delivers. <laughs> he really does. And not in a way that you would expect or the, anything. Right. You know? He's just, it's a perfect sort of thing where delivering what you don't know you need sort of thing (laughs) like ah it's great yeah he's it's like there's sometimes when you you get this this build up to something and it shows up and you're just like oh well that wasn't anywhere near as cool as i was hoping it would be and and this one is as cool as you were hoping it would be yeah it really is (laughs) even having seen like his little face on the the cover right you know because like you see it i've seen it you know, when I bought that, it came with a little pin of his head. And I just like, I don't know. Like, okay, <laughs> it's just a little guy, whatever. And then, uh, you know, I had no idea that he was going to be so, like, <laughs> interesting and weird right. and funny. And he's, like, fucking singing songs and shit. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it's just great. There's singing. Just dancing uh, in the fucking sink and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that was like this really like just nasty, gnarly moment when like Brian just up against this like gungy sink, just got his yeah. face rubbed up, like oh, just staring at Elmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like oh. Uh, well, like, oh. Yeah. He's at his bottom there, just like he was trying because that's when he was trying to kick it, right? Right. Yeah. He was. 
He was trying he's to... He's in that yeah. janky little shithole apartment. And <laughs> just... Oh, man. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, I need to... Needed to handcuff himself to the radiator. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a. a I was thinking that no, wouldn't work because if he begged, Elmer could just hop out of the it, sink and go right up it, to it, him. Yeah, so. yeah. He did. He did escape and get over to his he, apartment. He has. So, yeah. He has mobility of his own. He, he, he does. It might be limited, but I think he can make it across the room. Well, he definitely. I mean, he he got into his bed and stuff at the beginning yeah, of the movie, so he can move around at some level. Right. Um, and he like moves around on his body, like yeah. when they show him, you know, he yeah. like goes down the the guy's leg, and uh, so he he can move around, right? They never explained what the water was, like why does he need to be in water? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, other than maybe just being like a frog or something that's got a yeah, okay. I mean, he's he's some kind of weird amphibious brain worm. Yeah, I don't know. that makes sense. They never showed him in the water or yeah, anything. not really. I yeah, mean, he'd they be just like in a bucket of water poking out or something or in the sink or whatever. Yeah, I just. I don't even remember him in a bucket of water. I just remember them talking about the buckets of water and <laughs> like they showed him and then they showed the bathtub full of water, but I don't ever remember him in any of that water. Right. But I don't know. Hmm. I just, <laughs> there's that one part where that fucking, uh, like his, his Brian's roommate, <laughs> like he's leaving. I think he's leaving to go to that flop house <laughs> And his roommate just goes, hey, you forgot your buckets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. Uh, I think I think my favorite part of the whole movie is actually when the old man comes out with the gun. Yeah. And he just gives the whole history of Elmer. That part's just great, like, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, there's this whole just timeline. And he's, it's just yeah. it's such this, a fun scene where he's just like, holy shit, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, that it made just, me think that it was one, it was just one Elmer. Yeah, yeah. Not a lineage of Elmers. Yeah, I kind of got that feeling too, but. I don't know how that would be possible. Right. I mean, maybe he he stays hydrated with all that water. <laughs> I don't know, but. Yeah, but I was just kind of like, oh, he kind of. They get rid of him pretty easily for something that's been around for yeah, centuries. This so. is true, yeah. So maybe there are multiples, but it, it, I don't know. And these are the questions that are left unanswered that I think are good questions to leave right, unanswered. Right, because you know? they, they don't, like, impede your understanding of the story. Right. But they, they make the world of the story bigger. That's true, and yeah. more expansive. And you, you wonder about what else is out there. Yeah. But you kind of have closure on Elmer himself. And right, yeah, the story him. is done here. Mm -hmm. Like like you said, though, it could have continued on or whatever. Right. But, uh, yeah, just these sort of side questions about random elements are open. Mm-hmm. Which is always fun. Like, there's a lot of stuff like that in, in any of the Star Wars movies, and that's where, like, right. all the fucking expanded universe, right. you, they you got built the this whole empire of all this random shit. Yeah, you, you've got, you know, the little 
Lando's sidekick alien that never yeah like just <laughs> that little like, dude what the heck is this dude <laughs> yeah he's, <laughs> and he's just there for a little bit he's a whole he's a whole race of that guy where are they from what yeah are they doing? who knows yeah I don't know that I mean I'm sure there's like books around that guy or whatever yeah I mean there's probably whole explanations of him now but you know just yeah. When the movie came out, you know, that's, that's what it was. It was just this yeah, thing it was in just a movie. That, there you that go. weird thing with the big lips. And I didn't know, you know, I, just, I always thought he was cool. Mm-hmm. And then the new movies came, and he's in both of the new, like, whatever the, the, the episode movies, not the mm-hmm. side movies. Maybe he's in the side movies, too. But he's in the fucking, the big episode <laughs> seven and eight. And it's just like why why him and not lando <laughs> like and i don't know it just bothers me so uh, I, I always liked him but now i kind of have a, a chip on my shoulder about him <laughs> i was like this fucking guy <laughs> uh, w- would that be solved if they put lando in the ninth movie well yeah i mean i they better <laughs> i mean come yeah, on why man. not they've got everybody else you three fucking movies and you can't find one spot for lando i mean there's Billy D. Williams, man, come on, yeah. he's fucking awesome. Uh, I would have centered the whole trilogy around him. Oh you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's just especially because um, in Empire, like he has such a, a cool interactions with uh, with Leia, and right. they seem like they developed this sort of relationship that I would have liked to have seen sort of uh 30 years on or something you know it's in the 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 newer movies and especially like han is dead after the first new movie and then you know like i don't know come on get lando in there to do some uh you know consoling or something i don't know yeah i mean at least hang out with chewy or something i mean something they can find a fucking place for him. I mean, I think that would have been like just the natural route. It would just Chewie and Lando would be yeah. partners and flying around in the Falcon yeah. and doing whatever. I don't know. It just bothers me. Yeah. Got to get the Billy D in there, man. Yeah. I mean, especially with Han gone. I mean, yeah. just throw him in the Falcon. It was his in the first place, right? He should get it back and yeah. go on. Like, we'd never really see him doing much with the Falcon. Just a little bit at the end of... No, the yeah, third movie. Yeah, you just uh, yeah in the in the Return of the Jedi, he's in it, but uh, yeah, yeah, because that's always like the whole thing with him and Han is like, right fighting like, over the Falcon. Yeah, and so yeah. it's like, come on, give him the Falcon and right have some fun. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows why these decisions are being made? But yeah. I can't imagine it's because Billy D doesn't want to be in them. <laughs> I'm sure if they offered him some role, he would right. gladly I mean, be in them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Poor Billy D. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I don't know. So Star Wars has damaged your brain. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm any more damaged after watching Brain Damage than I was in the at the beginning. Yeah, it's pretty playing uh, with the same level of damage. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's uh, 
it's just a good film. Yeah. And See, I, I know you had mentioned this before that that you thought that uh, horror comedies was basically your way into horror movies. Yeah, it's it's probably the way I would enjoy them. L- less of the ooh, what's gonna happen? Yeah. More of the hey, look at what's happening. Right. <laughs> I th- I think that's a good way to go. There's a lot of them too. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I was thinking about this the other day. They're a very natural fit because both comedy and horror are built on the same basic framework of like setup and punchline. Where mm. you know like horror is you know oh here comes the killer. What's he gonna do? And then he does something. Oh shit! And very much in the same way that a joke is like that. Yeah. And so they just naturally kind of blend together. Yeah, they they work. And they complement each other. Yeah. Well, now you're distracted. Yeah, yeah. Now I got a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Cats are good for distraction. They do that. They do that. Are there any cats in this movie? I don't, I don't think, I think so. Any. I don't oh. think so. There's a uh, a website. I don't know if it's still a website or if it's just a Twitter now, but there's a web. There was a website that had a Twitter um, called Horror Cats, and it was all about cataloging the the cats in horror movies because there are many, many cats in horror I, movies. I imagine so. I mean, if nothing else, you've got that superstition about black cats. Yeah, there is that being witches' cats. Right, and that, that fits neatly into the horror genre. So yeah, I imagine but, there's got to be a lot of horror movies with black cats and there's that but there's also just regular cats too like chilling by the fire or yeah <laughs> there's the one the one horror movie that i that i reviewed called uninvited where a a sort of mutant beast is living inside this cat and uh it like comes out of the cat's mouth every time <laughs> it kills somebody <laughs> and it looked just like my old cat mia uh, so it was a fucking blast so there's the, that uh, cat and the big fluffy white cat and house which i guess is kind yeah. of a horror movie kind of a horror comedy actually. yeah that's a horror comedy horror comedy for sure definitely one i enjoyed yeah i'm surprised you've even seen that yeah yeah that's kind of a low low budget movie in there i don't know yeah maybe the first one isn't but yeah i think i watched it after you reviewed it and i was like what is this movie i oh, need to see it oh japanese house okay yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of uh, 80s American House. Oh, okay. A, <laughs> another movie called House. Yes, yes. There's probably many movies called House, but uh, yeah, the Japanese one, I always think of it as Houseu because because uh. otherwise I think of the other house just because I grew up with the 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 80s house, which is a horror comedy. Mm, well, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew they would be so similar? Horror comedies with white right. fluffy cats. Right. There's uh Yeah, that movie House, the Japanese house, that's a that's a fun one. Yeah. They're a lot more incomprehensible than brain damaged, I think. Yeah, that that's well, I don't yeah, I guess it's un yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I remember watching it after seeing a lot of people say that it's like the most craziest shit ever, and then I remember watching it and being like, Well, it's not that fucking yeah, it's, crazy. Yeah, it's not the craziest <laughs> shit ever, no. I mean, it's... But uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it is crazy. It's just not the craziest shit ever. Right. You know? it, it, there, are, there are crazier things, for sure. There are, but it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. I, I think it's crazy enough without oh, being for sure. too crazy. Yeah. That you, you know, it's... 
it's enough that you that you you can get the basic framework of the story yeah but it's still like just weird and you're not sure what's going on right yeah i want to see more of that guy's movies i don't know anything about what else he made but uh i'm pretty sure he made a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. one of these things you know there's just uh, all these people to explore the the web of what we don't know keeps growing it does it really does like every movie we see it leads to several more that yeah. should be watched to I mean, complement it. And that's cool. But it's also just this daunting sort of like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, there's yeah. just so much stuff in this world. Right. And that's why like Han and Lotter only made a few movies and it's sad, like, oh fuck, this guy should be making like a lot of movies. But at the same time, it's like, oh, cool! He only made a few movies. I can we like can see them, them and, and then like kind of experience yeah, his whole and be done with it, yeah. right? Okay. And uh, put you know. the put the finish on <laughs> right it and, and be done be, with it, like, right? We, we've completed it. We, yeah, <laughs> we can cross it off the to do list. Yeah. Well, and like maybe he only has that many movies in him. You know, yeah. maybe not everybody has forty movies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Can't all be Hong Kong, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah fucking hong kong man they crank them out yeah well i don't know what else to say about this movie yeah it's it's <clears throat> it's fun it's entertaining it's yeah, weird it's a blast it's, even it's, the non-horror fan enjoys it yeah because so. <laughs> like i said it, it doesn't feel like a horror it doesn't feel like it's trying to be scary right it's just trying to be out there yeah and do its own weird thing yeah and be weird and dark and sort of funny and darkly funny and And i appreciate all of that yeah and it it never just sits there and lingers on something like no it never gets this idea that it's so in love with that it's got to show it off to you for forever and just never move on to the next good idea It's, it's it's full of good ideas that it keeps jumping to yeah Well, I I mean, yeah, I, I I honestly don't know anything. What else to say? I mean, and yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's, it's colorful. Cool. And other we, than just we know the that I like colors. So really great special effects in general. Yeah, great special and effects by uh, by Gabe Bartalos, who yeah. uh, also did the effects in Basket Case Two, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a bunch of other like tons and tons of other movies. Mm-hmm. He still works. He does stuff still. Cool. Um, I, I gotta say, I I love the spaghetti plate. Oh fuck yeah, with the little brains! Oh <laughs> yeah. man, that was awesome. Yeah, and I and the there was actually that when he's first tripping out, I think there's that light on the ceiling. Yeah, that, like it becomes an eye gradually. Yeah. like that was, and that's before you even know what Elmer is or anything. So you're yeah, just like, you're, what like, the what? fuck is going on? Yeah, it's just like just part of this whole general uh, <laughs> just kind of yeah. uncertainty. Yeah, that's all going that on. the 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 surrealist elements are just kind of coming in and you're like what the fuck is going on like what is reality <laughs> i love it is elmer the whole fucking building no he's not but he's clearly this guy is seeing a fucking eyeball in his ceiling now and it's yeah. like pulsating and shit yeah good stuff and for a fairly low budget movie i mean it it's right. ambitious it does a lot yeah it, it it pulls out a lot of good stuff for yeah, being such a low budget movie. Yeah, and it's it's atmospheric. It has oh, a yeah. 
just uh, very well made. You know, it's it's hard for low budget movies to have atmosphere. <laughs> um, yeah, but it it's just it's just it's yeah, just it does good. It, yeah, like everything in it is done well. Um, yeah, it's a solid movie. And even when it was kind of ta- like that one scene where he's like kind of where he's going to the hell bar and yeah, kinda like there's. There's some moments that's, if anything, the weakest part of the film is there's these moments where he's kind of just walking around. And yeah, that's that first part where it might go slasher. Right. You don't know. And then, and even at that point where it's a little slower. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, oh, is it going to turn into one of these we just sit here for right, a half yeah. hour waiting for something to happen kind of things. And it, even that was done well. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all shot on the streets of New York, and I always enjoy stuff like that where he's just walking around and you see, like, the blocks go by and the stores and the people wearing whatever the fuck they're wearing. And I don't know. It's just a good little slice of late 80s that, uh, you know, the the bygone days. It always just worked. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It doesn't doesn't waste too much time. It's it's, uh, not even 90 minutes, you know. No, no. It's like rather short brisk film yeah, but it, it just goes it doesn't really need more than that yeah I, th- I think more would have only hurt it for sure yeah no it's perfect right where it is yeah it's uh very easy to watch right. you know, don't have to don't have to fight with it you just enjoy it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and if you don't enjoy it i i don't know i question your uh your sanity yeah are nice. you brain damaged <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess the the only other thing I'd have to mention is something in the Q and A that I saw before I oh yeah I went oh god twenty minutes I can't I'm not gonna say for all this but he was talking about like I guess I forget was like Columbia or TriStar or something okay was looking into he he was pitching it to them or something all right and like their New York office had been like, oh, well, this is a great movie. Like, and so they sent it to the headquarters in LA and they were just like, fuck no, get that out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of funny. It was like the, the, apparently the New York branch had been like, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> <And then> like, <laughs> they were a little more uh, open-minded in New York, I guess. I guess. <laughs> went back to the executives who were just like, oh, Fuck no. The fuck are you sending me? <laughs> they probably fired that guy. Oh, man. Uh, well, it all yeah. worked out. I think yeah, this it, kind of movie should be made independently where it doesn't have any sort of... Right, right. You know, that, that's actually kind of interesting because they were talking to the director and he was, yeah. he was talking about it. He said... and. The, the question was like, oh, yeah, or something like that. He was like, do you regret that? You're like, do you wish you'd gotten on that? He was like, oh, I don't know. It's like, it would have changed my career entirely, but I mean, maybe it would have been worse. So I don't really get yeah. Like, he just had this very chill attitude about it that was just kind of like, yeah, I don't, might not have been any better if I had. Like, it wouldn't right. have necessarily well, made my films better to have a studio backing them. And <laughs> yeah, I don't think he ever got a, a studio movie ever. All, I think all of his stuff is independent, but he seems like the type of guy, not having seen all of his movies, but he seems like the type of filmmaker that just is not going to jive with <laughs> with a major studio and their right. demands. And, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's for the best the yeah. way it was. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was He's... in financial distress through most of these years. I don't know, <laughs> which I would have, you know, would. 
prefer right. not to have happen, but you know, I mean, he was talking about was it easier to make the film with the bigger budget, and he was like, oh, not really. Like it's still like he still right hit these limits that he was trying. You know, you're still butting up against yeah, you know the the limits of what you can do with that budget and what you can make it out of the film and right so yeah i mean it might be harder because like bigger budget you have a bigger crew you gotta wrangle more people and yeah you know you're more ambitious with it so like there's way more special effects stuff going on in this movie right, than in the previous right. min basket case so yeah and he's said the only thing that was better was it was easier to find the camera it was actual 35 millimeter camera. Yeah, like he was, yeah. Was, basket case is 16. Yeah, so he, he he said in basket case he kept setting the cam like setting up the camera and then he'd like forget where it was. <laughs> like he wouldn't be able to find it. How the fuck do you forget where it's not like 16 is that small? Yeah, I don't know. He, he said he kept losing the camera and he'd be what like, the where fuck? the hell is the camera? <laughs> That's weird. So I don't know. Maybe huh. he was hiding it in things. I don't weird. know. Weird. doesn't make a lot of sense but i mean you know i don't know maybe he was on the brain juice and he was maybe (laughs) fucking tripping out i don't know maybe maybe that's where the movie came from yeah i always wonder like i don't know anything about him as a person and i wonder just from the movies that i've seen like what uh what what is what are the the circumstances that make up his early life that leads him to write these movies about these sort of yeah sort of give and take relationships and these weird symbiotic sort of parasite (laughs) 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 fucking things i don't know addiction parasites and i don't know it's uh, interesting uh not that i can shed any light on it because i don't know but yeah um Perhaps one of the many extra features would. But yeah, perhaps. I, this I, has I, like, a lot of extras. through so. the list. I was like, whoa, there's a lot of little bonus video yeah. clips and That's things. the thing about uh, Arrow. Anything that gets uh, released from Arrow generally has a shitload of extras, which is cool if you're really into the movie. Yeah. Um, and doesn't hurt anything if you think the movie sucks. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I, there's been times where I've watched extras on movies that I thought were just okay. And, like, they make me respect the movie a lot more, especially with low-budget stuff where you hear people telling stories about... Um, there's this this really shitty movie that I saw called The Strangeness. It's super fucking low-budget. And mm-hmm. it's it's about these people that go down in this mine shaft and they encounter this weird monster in the mine shaft. But, and it's really fucking boring and kind of long-winded. But at the same time, I kind of liked it because the monster's really weird. But overall, I don't really like the movie. Hmm. But then I watched the extras, and, like, they were talking about how all of the underground sets were actually built in this guy's garage. Oh, wow. (laughs) And, like, I swear to God, it looks like they're fucking underground. And so that blew my mind. It was like, holy shit, that's in a guy's garage. (laughs) No way. And they were saying that they built all these other sets in his backyard that were also supposed to be like these underground chambers and stuff. And it looks fucking great. And it's like, man, how these guys just did this in their backyard in their fucking garage. And it made me respect the movie like way more. 
So extras might even kind of explain why it's really long. Like, oh, we did all this fucking. We're, we're gonna right. shoot this fucking set. Right? No, we're there's gonna keep all this footage. These people are staying underground for a while because <laughs> like we're we're not like we're not wasting all of this. Right. Well, the, the the impressive part about it is that it looks good, but it also like they're going down caverns, and they're like it looks like they're traveling through different places and it's literally just all inside this one confined area and they're just shooting it differently and like maybe twisting the cavern a little bit but it's just the amount of ingenuity that that you can have without any money is is uh limitless basically yeah, so it was uh, really impressive that's why i like low budget movies a lot mm-hmm. you run into sh- like weird shit like that where it's just like holy what you can shit. accomplish yeah. with limited resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it that that compromise that you don't get with with uh, the more modern era stuff, right. where they just throw money at things. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Good old low budget it gives you hope for backyard camera. Yeah, fucking mm-hmm. backyard camera is going to be awesome. <laughs> I have a whole underground section. I don't have a garage here, but I do have a shed. So clean out the shed and make a whole like underground sort yeah. of cave maybe, maybe uh, uh somehow we can do we need some kind of a place where we can do underwater tank footage for gamma to recharge underwater right you, def- you definitely know? need that gotta have that so i don't know we're gonna get a get a little kitty pool or something where we can right. <laughs> just okay. submerge the turtle shell or whatever <laughs> yeah maybe, uh, do something there yeah good old backyard gamma yeah little Coming to a, a theater nowhere near you soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a decade. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, maybe we can we can get a straight to the video on demand. You just yeah, watch it on yeah. iTunes. There you go. <laughs> it's the future, man. We don't need yeah. to be in theaters. Gosh, I'm, I'm stuck in the '80s still. <laughs> we got we got whole new techniques we can use. Yeah. Distribution has changed. Yeah. All right, well, we've uh, gone down the rabbit hole into backyard gamma, so I think it's uh, time to wrap it up. Unless you have something else about brain damage to no, say. I don't think I have anything insightful beyond fun. Yeah. And blue, lots of blue, very blue color scheme to it. Lots of blue. Yeah, some violet in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Brain Damage and you are uh, a fan of 80s horror comedies, mm-hmm. it's definitely one to watch, uh, yeah. especially if you have seen Basket Case and enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, or even if you haven't. Yeah, if you, if you just love good, juicy 80s special effects work. Yeah. It's, it's got is, a lot of good stuff, yeah. It's right at the high point of that. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, go watch a fucking 80s movie and uh, adios. <laughs> See ya.